0: "'Okay. Be careful. Careful. Don't let them spot us,' Jackson whispered to me as I aimed down the sights of my brand new hunting rifle. "'We've been set up inside this old deer blind of his for about four and a half hours now without any sign of life other than ours, and I was just about ready to call it a day. But right then, as I was getting ready to pack up and go back to the cabin,' Much to Jackson's disappointment, our prey walked into our sights. He was a big old bastard for sure, and looked like he had some good cuts of meat on him. This was my first time hunting large game before, so Jackson wanted me to be the one that takes the shot. I quietly got into position and aimed. He was an older one and completely oblivious to us both. I was hoping to get him with a good broadside to the chest and hit him in the heart or the lungs, that way he wouldn't get very far. But if I missed, we'd have to spend the next day or so tracking him across the Alaskan wilderness, if we didn't want to go home empty handed. Not very appealing considering how Alaska holds the title for the state with the highest number of missing persons, especially around here. With Jackson quietly coaching me in the background, I did everything as we had practiced. Controlled my breathing, steadied my heart rate, and visualized the shot. Finally, when I was ready, I slowly squeezed the trigger, and bang! The sound of the rifle broke the silence of the forest. I saw him jerk as my bullet tore into his side, and both Jackson and I could hear him let out a pitiful pain grunt before he started to run. As he ran, I could see hot air steaming out of his side when he breathed. I got him! I got him! I shouted joyfully. Jackson was ecstatic. Good fucking shot, Mike. You got him in the lungs, it looks like. Come on. Let's go after him. We both climbed out of our deer blind and began to follow the trail of blood and stomp down foliage. I was proud of myself. To think, a year earlier, I'd never hunted in my life. I was a city boy, you know. Dad was a big shot lawyer back in Philly, so he was busy most of the time. And Mom hated the woods, so I'd never even gone so much as camping. But all that changed when I met my friend Jack. He came to work at the same office as me about two years or so ago. But we had never really talked until my bitch of a boss put me on the same project with him. I was worried at first because he had a reputation for being a little weird. He never talked to people if it didn't have anything to do with his job. Always just keeping to himself. And most people found it creepy, but... I just figured he didn't want to get involved with the bullshit of office politics nothing wrong with that some of the guys in customer service department had even started a betting pool that eventually worked its way around the office to try to figure out where he was from or what he did before he worked here i joined in for the hell of it i paid the 50 buck fee the winner would get close to up to 2000 dollars people tried and tried to make small talk with him you know ask him questions get to know him but every time he shrugged them off or just ignored them entirely i didn't think he appreciated the fact of being made a game of i suppose i would have been a bit pissed too i talked to him a few times while we were working together and actually managed to get a laugh out of him with a good dirty joke That old Gene Tracy joke about Hurricane Gussie. That was more than anyone was able to do in the past two years, so I was making headway for sure. But what made him really open up to me was that day in the lounge when he started to warm up his lunch. It was a thing of brisket with some barbecue sauce, and it smelled so damn good, and it made the soggy microwaved hamburger I had in my hands seemed like it was inedible i complimented it and asked where he got it from he was sort of surprised at first when i had asked him kind of like people don't ask him that question much i was expecting he was going to say he got it from some overpriced barbecue place nearby but when he said he made it himself i was genuinely curious that's when he said he was a pretty big hunter and he got that meat from some elk he killed down in Wyoming last fall. He said he had a whole freezer full of it back at his apartment. And that was the first time he had said more than a few sentences to me. And once I started showing interest and asking him questions, he seemed happy to finally talk to someone about it. He even offered to split his lunch with me. Now, normally, I would have turned it down but i was hungry and he insisted and it tasted so good he smiled as i eagerly lopped it all down you really like that don't you he said with a grin i could only nod my head as i was making a total pig of myself there was just something about it i'd never tasted something like it before it was sweet and more tender and had something to it That I just couldn't put my finger on. I offered to pay him for a box of it since he said he had a freezer full of it back at home. But he gave it to me for free. He said he never minded sharing with friends. He brought it to my house that Saturday and by the time the weekend was over, I had eaten all of it. I had taken a few online cooking classes before so I was using it in all sorts of dishes and meals. A few I shared with Jack. He was impressed by what I could do with it and asked me just as many questions about cooking as I did him hunting. We kept talking more and more while we worked on the project and apparently before he worked here he served in the army. He laughed when I asked if he was some kind of special forces operator or something like that saying the only thing special about him was that he was a slightly better shot than most others. And that's when he asked me about the office pool on him and what it was at. I was kind of nervous at first because I thought he'd be angry knowing that I was in on it. But he just laughed when I told him it was at the 2000 mark. He joked that he would have been upset if I wasn't in on it and agreed to tell me everything I needed to know about him so long as I split the money with him. The next day, we were both a thousand bucks richer. I think that's when you could really say we had become friends. After the project was finished, we still hung out with each other, went to bars, watched movies, shit like that. But our conversations always turned back to hunting. The way he talked about it, what went into it how much skill it took, and the feeling you got when you finally took down your prey after stalking them for the whole day. I was fascinated. He saw my fascination with it, and it didn't take long for him to ask me if I wanted to go hunt moose with him in this place he called Tongue-Ass, Alaska. I looked at him with a raised eyebrow at first upon hearing the name. He pulled a pamphlet out for me to read. Tongass ass national park 16.7 million acres of beautiful remote wilderness at first i just told him i appreciated it but i'd never even gone camping before much less go out on a hunting trip in the middle of nowhere and that's when he offered to teach me he said he could see in my eyes that i would make a good hunter because i had the want to despite some inner reservations i had had Jackson eventually convinced me, and I agreed to at least try it out. Besides, we had a few more months before hunting season, so we had time to prepare. Contrary to what I had heard on the news, it was harder to get a gun than I thought. But Jack helped me through the process and taught me how to use it proficiently. At first, I practiced on bottles. The first time I shot a rifle, I wasn't ready for the kick or the noise and I nearly fell on my ass. Jack just laughed a little and told me not to worry about it. The second time, I was ready for the kick, but I still missed the shot. But the third time, I hit that damned bottle. Now, it was a small achievement, but it seemed like walking on the moon to me. And once I had mastered shooting at the bottles, he moved me into clay pigeons, and after that, it was time for live targets. My first kill was a rabbit. Blew it away with a shotgun. Standing over its dead body, I felt something I'd never felt before. Power. True power. It was like a high almost. Jack patted me on the back when we went to grab its corpse, and he said he was proud of me. And When I asked if it was normal to feel good after killing something, he laughed a little. Well, Mike, most people wouldn't call it normal. As for me, I prefer the term uncommon. He went on to say he felt the same way as I did and was glad I did too. We went on a few more small hunting trips to prepare for the big one. Birds, more rabbits, wild pigs, foxes, and a few stray animals as well. And when the time came for the big hunt, I was ready. We pulled our money together to book some plane tickets to Alaska and the hunting cabin for us to stay at, and we both took time off of work. On the flight there, I was anxious and eager for my first big hunt. Jack could see it in my eyes, and he was happy. Happy to finally have someone to hunt with, rather than just going by himself like every year before. It was a very long flight, and it took us a while to reach the cabin. And along the way we met a very nice old man probably around 60 years old on the trek there he was old but healthy for his age and very energetic we shared some small talk before we went our separate ways his daughter had apparently paid for him to go on this trip one of the things on his bucket list he said when jack and i finally made it to the cabin we were both exhausted from the trip and decided it would be best to spend the night resting for tomorrow. The cabin was old, probably built in the fifties. It had only the bare necessities for a small group of hunters a gas stove for cooking and a freezer for storing meat. Fortunately, it had plenty of firewood stocked up for us, so we had a decent flame going on inside the fireplace before the sun went down. As Jack and I sat in that old, dimly lit cabin, eating cheap-ass gas station beef jerky together, he could see the disappointment in my food. You see, ever since that day when Jack so generously shared his lunch with me, store-bought meat and fast food might as well have been garbage. I couldn't stomach the shit. I couldn't even enjoy a burger anymore. That night, Jack brought it up and said he had a confession to make and I listened as he began to explain his diet, so to say. Mine too, I suppose. That meat he had given me that day and the days afterwards it was not elk, nor deer, nor pig, nor cow, nor anything of those sorts. He was sorry for not telling me the truth, but he was scared I wasn't ready yet. I didn't know how to respond, A common reaction to being told this would be disgust, anger, and revulsion, but my reaction was uncommon. It was more surprising than anything, and after some more talking, I told Jack I forgave him and thanked him for introducing me to all of this. We both got some good sleep that night, and here we are today, tracking after my first big kill. He ran a little further than we thought he would, but he was healthy for his age after all. And that's one of the reasons Jack picked him. We followed the blood trail a couple of hundred yards down the hill. We knew we were close when we found his rifle on the ground. The old bastard should have kept it on him. He might have stood a chance. But people don't think right when their lungs are filling with blood. After a little more walking, I heard Jack exclaim. There he is. Sure enough, I could spot his bright orange hunting vest. It's kind of funny. They're meant to keep you safe, but it led us right to him. He had collapsed on the ground and was wheezing every time he breathed. He was trying to crawl away, but it was no use. Jack and I proudly strolled up to him and flipped him on his back. His tear-filled eyes looked up at me with pure terror and confusion. He tried to beg and plead, but he was struggling to speak. Why? Why are you doing this? I felt like God himself as I stood over this pitiful dying man. Neither Jack nor I responded, and I didn't hesitate to raise my rifle again and put another round in his forehead, blowing out the back of his skull. Jack was right. I did enjoy it. It was the biggest rush I'd ever felt in my life, and I wanted more. Both Jack and I yelled out in celebration of our kill. Normally, hunters would pose and take a picture with their kills, but given the circumstances, it would be best not to. Damn, Mike, that was a good kill. reminds me of my first... Come on, now we gotta haul this heavy ass back to the cabin before he starts to stink. I will say, the kill was the best part. I didn't much enjoy having to carry him all the way back to the cabin, or the nasty business of butchering him. But when we were done cutting him up, we had a freezer full of meat. Jack was a pro at this. He always picked out his targets before killing them. He told me he had spotted several potential targets as we met with the other hunters on our way here, the old man included. He hated smokers and drinkers, said their meat didn't taste right, and that's why he doesn't hunt in the cities. Homeless people taste like trash, he said. This one didn't drink or smoke, and though he was older, his meat was still tender. We used the fireplace to burn his clothes useless bits in his wallet after i took all the money out of it i also kept the picture of his daughter he had in it as a little memento he was the only human we killed there any more than one or two people would draw suspicion from the law and we didn't want that when we reached civilization again i used the money he had in his wallet to buy the spices and sauce we'd use to season and marinate him. And after a whole day of cooking, Jack and I dug into a nice roast we made out of his right thigh. It was mouth-watering, even better than before since I was the one who made the kill. I sure had the time of my life there. And when the season ended, Jack and I wrapped up our spoils and brought it back home with us. We ate like kings for weeks. Brisket, blood sausage... Burgers, steak, roast—everything we could think of—and after smoking his backstraps for a while, we decided to be generous and shared it at the office Christmas party. It was a hit with everyone there, especially that cute girl in HR. Jack and I are already making plans for the next hunting season, and I just hope our freezer stock will hold out until then. We've already eaten through half of him. And after sharing some of him with our office colleagues, we might have to get an early start. On the bright side though, Jack says a few of the new guys might make good hunting buddies too. Who knows, maybe one day we'll be able to start our own hunting club. And I can't wait.